is Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get My dear brother, for giving me this invitation to be with you here tonight, I want to acknowledge him as the angel of this church. So want to acknowledge Papa Lawson. We looked to him for many years. Amen. Amen. You've already recognized my wife. And let's get to the word. Ephesians, get your Bibles. Ephesians chapter 3. And we're going to look at verses 20 through 21. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. And I'm reading from the King James, and it reads, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages worlds without end amen you may be seated in the household of the Lord and Before I get into uh, the text, uh, I just again want to thank uh, Reverend Lawson for giving me the opportunity just to be in the presence of a J.C. Way. He's a, a great man of God, and as I have visited and gone to the national conventions, he is one, have been one of three or four lecturers that lectured preachers. Yeah. And we'll be in a hall, and there will be thousands of preachers. And, and his job was to help to train and motivate preachers and to have someone of his statue and caliber to come and be a part of our district. And this great church yeah. says that God has some great things planned for That's Bethel right. Tatum. Amen? Yeah. And you've heard your pastor say that even... We had the fifth vice president of our national convention here at Bethel Tatum. That's saying a lot. Our convention, uh, I think we say we have uh, 7.5 million in our convention. And 
And, and these two men were in this place, which means to tell me that God has something great planned for Bethel Tatum. Amen? Amen. Give God a hand and clap of praise for this pastor and his vision. Amen. Amen. And, and in being asked to, to preach after J.C. Wade, it's like bringing sand to a beach. Hello, somebody. Like, like bringing sand to the beach. So tonight I've just come to play in the sands that he left behind. Amen? And also I was thinking that being asked to follow him was like uh, being a part of a, 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 the Olympics about to start, being a part of the 4x4 100-yard meter dash. He, he ran the first leg, the second leg, and the third leg, and... All my job is now is to try to keep the lead. Amen? <laughs> you put your fastest runners on, and, 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 and that last guy, all he has to do is to keep the lead. Amen? Amen. Uh, tonight, I want to share a message entitled, God is Big Enough. God is Big Enough. And we're going to talk on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about God is exceeding. We're going to talk about point number two, God is extravagant. And point number three, God is envisioning. We want Bethel Tatum built to know tonight and, and this pastor to know that Christians should think big. Christians should think big, and the big is an acronym for believe in God. Yeah. Believe in God. Amen? Amen. There was a term that was thrown about back around 2008, and there was a financial crisis as a result of the collapse of Lehman Brothers and, and, and as a result, Wall Street and all of these companies were, and even some say our U.S. government was at stake. And they began to use the term about these different companies and they began to want to do some bailouts because they said that these particular companies were too big to fail. Too big to fail. And, and, and we use that term when we talk about the bailout of, 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 of the car companies. We, we use that term when we talk about, even here recently, about the bailout of certain European governments because if one fails, we all fail. And as a result, it's too big to fail. And I thought that that was kind of an a oxymoron. You mean to tell me that these companies that are losing money, and you want to describe them as too big to fail? Uh, after all, companies over here on Main Street, Oh, they don't get any bailouts because they are too big to fail. So why is these companies and governments too big to fail? It's oxymoron, too big to fail. 
But I began to think about my God and, and I thought that now that's a term that, that can be used of the God that I serve. Hello somebody. Because the God that I serve is too big to fail. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh neighbor. God is too big to fail. And I couldn't help but think that that's what Dr. Wade was talking about as I play in the sense of, of the text that he used last night. And Jude chapter 1 verse 24, now unto him that is able. Hello somebody. And he went and used all kinds of terms to describe about how big our God is. And I just want to simplify it tonight and say that our God is too big to fail. And if our God is too big to fail, then that simply means that God is big enough. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God is big enough. Big enough. And regardless of the tribulation that you may have come through, oh, throughout this day, for the Bible says that each day has enough troubles of his own. And you may have come here today wondering where is God as you are dealing with financial issues, as you're dealing with issues within your body and you and you don't feel as good as you used to feel as you heard the doctor's report or you may be discouraged by the people of God and they're not responding the way that they should respond or doing the things that they should do. And it's good for you to know tonight that oh I'm not going to look at the people I'm going to look at my God and as a result I know that my God is big enough and my God is too big to fail say, say to your neighbor again neighbor oh neighbor my God is too big to fail and that's what I think about when I read this text in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 it says now unto him who is able. That, that same able God in Judah 1.24 is the same able God here in Ephesians 3.20 says now unto, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above uh, that we ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. Our God again is too big to fail. He's, he's too big to fail because God is exceeding. Hello, somebody. Have you ever uh, been somewhere where you, you've exceeded your greatest expectation? Have you ever had your mind blown by the circumstances or by seeing God work and move in your life? Uh, oh, because God is uh, exceeding it. And one of the things that we know during this revival, that was an exceeding thing to happen when God placed in the heart of, of your pastor to get this man of God that speaks. He said last night that he has the gold card 60,000 miles traveled each year. That's how much he's in demand. Oh, but that same man who didn't know where Tatum, Oklahoma was, God laid it upon the house, the man of God to, to get this kind of caliber of a man to come to Tatum. Some folk thought that maybe he wouldn't come. Oh, but I'm so glad to that your pastor 
who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that he asked or anything that he could imagine. And he asked that man and God heard his cry and sent that man here to give us a word that we needed to hear and take him over home and that we needed to hear in the Chickasaw district that all of us ministers should have been here. Oh, but I'm so glad oh, that the man of God knew the God that he served and he asked him to come and God has done the exceeding. Hello, somebody. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here, up in here, which means that God must have more plans for this place. God must have revival for this place. God must want to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that you ask or anything that you can imagine. So your job has to be to know the God that you serve. And there's some folk looking at the ministry and they want it to fail. But you better say that my God here at Bethel is too big to fail in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Somebody ought to say, Amen. Somebody ought to shout, Hallelujah. Because we serve an exceeding God and he will do all what we have enough imagination to believe that he can do. He can do the exceeding. Hello, somebody. Touch your neighbor, say neighbor, poor neighbor. God wants to exceed in this place. I'm reminded of what Matthew 19, 26 says. When Jesus talked about doing the impossible, Jesus said, oh, and, and it says, Matthew 19, 26, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with man, this is impossible. But with God, what? All things are possible. Have you began to believe that all things are possible? Has God made you a believer this week that all things are possible? Have you been revived this week to know that all things are possible? Or have you been revived? Oh, the preacher talked about reviving us and when the harvest come in we'll be able to accept the harvest because we've been revived. Have you been revived this week? Bethel, have you been revived this week? Bethel, have you been revived this week? I said Bethel, have you been revived this week? Oh! Because God has more planned up in here. He plans the impossible. There have been naysayers oh, not wanting Bethel to open their doors. There have been naysayers that's looking for Bethel to fail. There have been naysayers that are looking for Bethel to die. But that is a lie from the pit of hell. God wants to bring a revival to this place, to this town that can turn the world upside down in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So preacher, you may be seeing and up against some impossible situations and things, but don't look at, oh man, don't look at the circumstance. 
you better keep your eyes on the God of this sex. You better keep your eyes on the God of this revival. And God has let you know that he is able. In Jesus' name, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, he's able. In Jesus' name, because all things are possible with God. All things are possible because my God is exceeding. In Jesus' name. So I need to think big. I need to think big. I need to believe in God. In Jesus' name. Not only is our God exceeding, but our God is extravagant. Because he says in the text, now unto him that's able to do exceeding. If exceeding wasn't enough, he went on to say, abundantly above. Hello, somebody. Have anybody ever got something abundantly above what you would normally get? Oh, if you haven't, it sounds like something that you need to want to get. Hello, somebody. Have your boss man not only given you a paycheck, but have given you abundantly above your paycheck. Anybody here has ever experienced that? Well, you get more oh, than what you thought you would get. And God is saying of this church, Bethel and this pastor, that he wants to get more than what you thought you would get. He wants to fill these seats. He wants you to build a new building. He wants a revival to come in this place. Oh, because he wants to do and he wants to be extravagant in Jesus' name. Hello, somebody. Anybody here want to experience God's extravagantness? I heard the preacher say last night that when he got uh, when he got off the plane, the church was going to send a limo to pick him up. Hello, somebody. It sounds like that God has been extravagant to him because of his 40, I believe, five years in the ministry that things have began to get extravagant. I show hope Bethlehem heard that last night. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Feel free to be extravagant towards your pastor Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. <laughs> God says he, he wants to be extravagant towards Bethel or Tatum. He wants to be extravagant towards the man of God. He wants to to do abundantly above. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Give God a hand clap of praise for his abundance. I was thinking about Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, which says, And God is able again. Hello, somebody. That word able keep popping up, preacher. He must want you to remember that God is able. That word keeps popping up, Bethel. He must want you to know that God is able. But it goes on to say that God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, that in all times, Having all you need, you will abound in every good work. Hello, somebody. Preacher, God is trying to tell you that this is a good work. And because this is a good work, and if you're faithful, and if you know that he's able, that he's going to give you everything that you need in this good work. Hello, somebody. He's going to give you everything that 
that you need oh to make this thing go hello somebody hello somebody hello somebody our God is able He's able to do that which is extravagant. So you've got to uh, think big, believe in God. Think big, preacher. What is it that you want God to do? Think big, Bethel. What is it that you want God to do? Think, think big. And that simply means believe in God. Say, say your neighbor, neighbor. Call neighbor. Believe in God. In Jesus' name. Believe in God for this work that God has called you to. This new work that God has called you to. He chose you. Yes. Hello, somebody. He chose you for such a time as this. He's choosing you, Bethel, for such a time as this. Because God wants to be extravagant out here. Hello, somebody. Yes, sir. Out here with all this all money. Hello, somebody. Hello, JR. <laughs> I know some of y'all up in here got some money. Hello, somebody. You saying not you? Not yet, brother. God wants to be extravagant. Lord, be extravagant towards me. Do the exceeding. Do the abundantly above. Lord, blow my mind. Hello, somebody. I preached this text before and I preached, I think, under the title of that God can blow your mind. Hello, somebody. God can blow your mind. Because last, at least I keep us too long. God is envisioning. He says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding, abundantly above, guess what, all that we ask, hello somebody, or think. Wow, 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 wow. That's what Dr. Wade was talking about last night. When he was using all those terms about how uh, and what God is. Oh, last night he was telling us uh, that God was in control. Uh, he was trying to tell us, uh, oh, that, that God is not everywhere, but everywhere is before God. Uh, he was trying to tell us uh, that God doesn't have to work anything out. Uh, hello, somebody, because he's God. It's just our job to find it out. Hello, somebody. That's why we pray every morning, Lord. Thy will be done and thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, Lord, because you've already worked it out. It's just that I haven't found it out yet. Hello, somebody. I haven't even had enough wisdom on what to ask for, Lord. I don't, I don't even know enough to think. Hello, somebody. God says that he can do above all that if you could ask. Oh, and all that you could think. Wow. Wow. God is envisioning. 
which reminds me of, 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 of the thing that he had Solomon do when God told him that in the Etam's translation, I'll do whatever you want me to. What is it that you want? And, and most of us know what he asked for. He didn't ask for riches and gold. He just said, Lord, help me to ask right. Lord, help me to think right. Lord, he asked for what? Wisdom. Hello, somebody. And that's the key, Pastor. What you've got to ask for is you've got to ask for wisdom on how to lead this church. Wisdom on how to lead God's people here in Tatum. Wisdom on how to do some things. And when you ask the right thing, guess what? You might be able to get more. <laughs> Hello, somebody. When you, when you learn to ask for the right thing, you might be willing, you might be able to get more more than you ask. Hello, somebody. That's what happened to Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 13. It says, Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor. Hello, somebody. So that in your lifetime, you will see no equal amongst kings. Because you ask right, I'll be able to give you, oh, not only what you want. Oh, I'll give you what you desire. I'll give you, oh, the extravagant things. I'll give you both riches. Not only riches, because you can have riches, but not have honor. Oh, there's some folk that have made their money by taking junk, and they have riches, and become millionaires, but they're known for junk folk, and they're not accepted in society, but God says, when you ask Christ, I can give you all the riches, and I can give you the honor, and when I give you everything, oh, then you'll know that I'm too big to fail, then you'll know that God is big enough, your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God is big enough, he can do what he says he can do, he can touch what he says he can touch, he can turn what he says he can turn, he can burn what he says he'll burn, he can create what he says he can create, he can give wisdom for people who need wisdom, he can give love for people who need love. Oh, he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask and all that you can imagine. And that's what God wanted me to come here oh, on this night to play in the sands of he is able and just reiterate that our God is able. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything you ask, anything you imagine. He's here to blow your mind. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God wants to blow your mind. God wants to touch your body. He wants to make you whole and well again. He wants to heal your sick, sin sick children. He wants to cause revival in this place. He wants to turn the world upside down. And he's going to tilt it right here. From Tatum, Oklahoma, right here from Bethel, oh, back 
to search. He wants to use this man of God. In Jesus' name, he wants to use you, the members here. In Jesus' name, somebody ought to give God a hand of praise. Up in here, up in here, God is able. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, oh neighbor, God is able. Oh, give your neighbor a high five and say, neighbor, oh God is able. He went and he was mocked and scorned. He went and they beat his body, put a crown of thorn on his head, led him through the streets of Jerusalem with that cross on his back. And I couldn't help but to think that Jesus struggled with that cross, that God is too big to fail. God is big enough as he went to that hill called Golgotha. God is too big to fail. God is big enough as he nailed him to that cross. Oh, God is too big to fail. Oh, as he raised him up between two seas. God is oh, too big to fail. God is big enough. He gave up that ghost. God is big enough. God is too big to fail. And they put him in that fire tomb on that first day. God is big enough. God is big to fail. That second day, God is big enough. God is too big to fail. And I hear it get louder on that third day. God is big enough. God is too big to fail. And he got up with all power in his hands. I said he got up with all power. 
God's name. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here, up in here. And if you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's why Jesus died. Yes. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're here today and you can believe that Jesus was God's only son, that he, that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then you can right now get your life right with God. All saints are praying, eyes and heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here today and you, and you need to give your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to slip out of your seats right now in Jesus' name. Somebody else here, maybe you've given your life to Christ, but you haven't been baptized publicly. I want you to slip out of your seat. Maybe you're here tonight and you're not a member of this church. Maybe you've been coming, but you've never officially joined. Guess what? This revival is a great place to start your new membership and your new service in the Lord. I want you to slip out of your seats. You may be here tonight. Maybe you're struggling with something. You said, Preacher, I heard what you said. You said that God was able. That God was big enough. That God was too big to fail. But I'm up against a circumstance that I can't handle. Guess what? That's why God sends pastors and preachers to pray for you. Whatever your decision is right now, we want you to slip out of your seat. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing, for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of a living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born 
to the Household of Faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. 
Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com. Bethlehem.